Hello, and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. We are talking today about Venus. It's something that has been popping up into my mind lately because I've been seeing all these awesome videos on Instagram, people sharing content around this idea of romanticizing our lives. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. There's so much fun in making our life that much more beautiful, that much more harmonious. And our Venus sign is one of the best places to look to understand what that actually looks like, what romanticizing looks like for each of us individually. So if you are brand new to yoga magic, I'm so glad you're here. I am a longtime yoga teacher. I am a self-care coach, an astrologer, a mama of three girls, and I love to combine the astrological birth chart into wellness routines. How can we use our individual makeup through the birth chart to get really specific about the things that we can do on our day-to-day basis to be well, to be healthy, to live this beautiful life? And Venus is one of those really cool places to look. So let's talk about Venus and the birth chart um, outside of this idea of, of romance romanticizing our life. Venus is a personal planet. So we have our planets that give us a lot of information about who we are individually, our sun, our moon, our ascendant, Venus, Mercury, Mars. Those are planets that are going to help us a lot and understand, okay, who are we? And who are we preconditioning of life, preconditioning of partners and jobs and things that people tell us we're supposed to be? This will give us that very specific idea of who we are. And Venus is the sign that tells us what we value. It tells us what we find to be beautiful, to bring us pleasure. We can look at this to gather a lot of information about what we're attracted to, whether that's through partnership, through um, life experiences. But I really like the term value. What is it that we hold you know, to be valuable, to be important to us on a very, you know, deep and meaningful level. So when you're looking at your Venus placement, you can get this by looking at your birth chart for free on many of the websites, um, Cafe Astrology, ChannyNicholas.com. Once you understand the sign of your Venus, you can understand the general themes, the general, like I say, flavor of your Venus. What is it that you value? What do you find harmonious, beautiful, pleasurable? And how can you bring more of that into your life? Now, I've done an episode on this before, on the fact that Venus is another great place to look at for manifestation because, again, it tells us what we value. So sometimes it's hard for us to know, like, what do I actually want? And Venus is going to be one of those places to look. But another reason why Venus is so helpful with manifestation, especially if you're somebody who's manifesting a partner, a romantic partner, you can put out into the world what you want to bring back. And I'll give some examples about this here in a moment. But by understanding, hey, you know what? I am, I'll use myself as an example. I'm a a Venus in Leo. So big love, big sort of over-the-top bold gestures of love. That is something that I really value, that I'm attracted to. And so I do put that out into the world. One would say I'm a little bit extra. I read really hilarious extra love romances. I put that into my sphere so that I can attract more of that back to myself. So more examples of that in a moment. 
But again, knowing what you value and putting that out into the world, you're able to bring a lot more of that back into your life, whether it be through partnership, whether it be through just experiences, things that you're wanting more of, life goals, um, really that's area of pleasure. How can I make my life more pleasurable? So let's talk about each of the signs in Venus. Again, look up your Venus, see what sign it's in, and it's going to give you a lot of information about the general themes. Now, these might seem a little bit abstract. As I'm going through each of these signs, abstract in the sense that how can I actually apply this to my day-to-day? I'll give you examples on that, so don't worry. But for now, these are the general themes of what you are attracted to, what you find to be you know, exciting and something that you want more of. You feel that, you feel that match of energy when you're around someone like this. You're literally attracted to this particular energy. So let's start with Aries. Aries, first sign of the zodiac, always gets the, you know, that first spot. (laughs) Venus and Aries loves a challenge. One might even say loves the chase. So when you have your Venus here, getting exactly what you want in a partnership in an experience, in pleasure right away, it's not going to fill up that attraction bucket for you. It's about that need to push yourself, to be brave and bold with going out there. So someone, and I am not a fan of games by any means. I'm speaking to those of you that are in the dating world. Like I know that this is exhausting enough, but when you understand that You want someone to match your intensity of challenge. You want someone who is also really um, specific about what they want. You will work harder and you will bring your best self to the table in order to attract this person. So again, think about it as a challenge, as a chase. This is something that's going to be very attractive to you. Taurus. If you are Venus and Taurus, you really love this idea of loyalty this idea of steady, dependable love. And I don't want to put boredom in there. Like that's different. You know that you can go to this particular energy, this person, in order to feel love. That that love is constant and steady and grounded and brings you that sense of relief that you are loved at all times. So when you meet someone that immediately makes you feel steady, that immediately makes you feel seen and grounded, you know that that's the energy that you're attracted to, right? That loyal, long-standing love that's going to be there for you no matter what version of yourself that you're showing to that other person. Gemini. Gemini loves spontaneity. Gemini and Venus loves the flirtation, loves the feeling of versatility, right? Gemini is the twin. So there are two different versions of Gemini in the signs. And that, in a stereotypical expression, can be challenging, but I think it's actually quite a gift. It gives Gemini this ability to say yes and yes. I like this and I like this. So in attracting a person, a partner, an experience, there is this versatility. There's this spontaneity, this unknown that comes with that person that really is exciting to you, to being able to know like, you know, keep you on your toes a little bit and know that things are not going to get boring. Unlike Taurus, which wants that steady, grounded love, this is going to be a lot more fun, a lot more flirtatious, youthful in an expression, right? Feeling like, okay, you know, it's like that sort of, 
I don't want to say fleeting, but that that teen romance love where it's so strong, but it ebbs and flows, right? And that's okay. That's a good thing. Relationships literally ebb and flow. But coming back to that versatility and knowing that like it's different all the time, that attraction and what you're attracted to really does shift. But at the end of the day, it makes you feel inspired. It makes you feel youthful. It brings you that joy and that pleasure in order to not stay the same all the time. Venus in Cancer. Venus in Cancer really values this idea of affirmation and affection. Someone that is experiencing love is experiencing the feelings of love from another person on a regular basis. Now, Cancer energy, especially in Venus, really loves to output love, really loves to give love to other people, and also needs that in return. So I say affirmation. Someone, you know, you want someone that is going to be able to tell you how amazing you are, especially at times when you doubt yourself, to give you and see you in these ways that you are showing up as your fullest self. They see that. They tell you that. They affirm who you are. And they're showing affection, whether that be physical you know, affection, but also just through you know, things that make you feel really special, that make you feel seen. It can be a hug, but it can also be like a note, right? A note saying how much I love you and how much I appreciate you. So appreciation, affection, affirmation, all the A words for Venus in Cancer. Venus in Leo. I already alluded to this one since I am a Venus in Leo. This is big love energy. Over the top, big grand gestures. You're attracted to this idea of the dream a little bit, right? Like the dreamy love that might not always be a reality. And this is, again, why I love romantic literature, why I love reading romance novels, because we live in these, you know, very structured environments and like huge grand gestures of love are not something that we can reasonably do on a day-to-day basis, but that fills up that void. So more on that to come as we talk about daily practices. But in terms of partners and wanting that big love, you do want someone who's going to really see you and be very attracted to you from the beginning. This is very different than that fire sign of Aries that's like kind of wanting the chase, wants a little bit of a challenge, especially at first. This is someone who's like, no, like I want that big, huge grand gesture of love right away. And it's going to feel really passionate. It's going to feel really fiery. It's going to feel really sexual. Like that early sign of Venus and Leo is so big. It's so bold. And the challenge is to keep it that way. Is it always going to be as fiery and as sexual and as you know exciting as it was at first? No, but there is that need to keep that fire burning with Venus and Leo. Again, coming back to some of those daily daily practices that you can do. But for now, just knowing that like there's a little bit of work as it relates to Venus and Leo to keep that fire going strong. And when you you meet somebody right away and you feel that intensity, that's a good thing. Give it some test of time and see, does that continue? How can I keep this really, really strong? Virgo. Now, it's funny because a lot of the signs will go from like intensity to almost like opposite, right? And that's how the signs work. They bring us lessons. They bring us differences, sign to sign to sign. Virgo, Venus and Virgo, is very different from Venus and Leo in that this is a practical expressions of love. This is like acts of service. Being attracted to someone who is 
going to show you love through, you know, literally just like doing things and seeing how hard you're working and taking some of that off of your plate. This is grounded energy similar to Taurus. This is dependable, but it's also seeing a true partner in your life, right? Especially, I think about this as it comes into play with children, that Venus in Virgo really takes on those duties, those household chores, those things that we really weigh us down as, as women in trying to keep it all together, that that Virgo in Venus is dependable, is practical, and is going to help keep some of that chaos, keep some of that potential anxiety away by, by helping out, by really being that organized version. That's going to feel really attractive to a Venus in Virgo. All right, Libra, Venus in Libra. So Libra is a Venus ruled sign. So this is a harmonious placement for Venus. If you have your Venus in Libra, you have a little extra oomph in this area. And when Venus is here, we really are attracted to a harmonious relationship, a balance. That is pretty in, is individualized, is relatively personalized. What is it that brings you balance? You might be say you know, a Leo sun, you're bold and you're bright and you want to show up with that magnetic energy. But perhaps you need someone who is really practical and grounded and has lots of earth energy. This idea of Venus in Libra is seeking someone who brings you balance, who brings you that true harmonious relationship to your day-to-day -day life. You also really value this idea of aesthetic, of being able to bring beauty to everything that you're doing, right? That is such a gift to see the beauty in all experiences. I might even go so far as to say is like seeking out someone who is really stylish. Like that might be something that you really are attracted to for others. It's not a big deal, but Libra sees the value in that aesthetic, in that beauty. And similar to the last sign we were just talking about with Virgo in partnership, this is a true partner. This is a partner that is literally a connection, an extension of who you are as you continue to grow and evolve and you know, love and you build your life together. This is partnership in its truest form, right? The Libra is the scales. And so we see that balance on both sides of the things. So doing a little bit of exploration about you know where you really are dominant in your chart and seeking out a partner that brings some of that balance. When we look at synastry, synastry is the study of um, relationships within signs looking at two different charts. We know that theoretically opposites are not ideal, but if we don't have opposites in our life, we literally lead the most boring life ever. So in this case, especially with that Venus in Libra, we're seeking out harmonious balance. And often it's through opposition, through someone who has different energy than you. Could be literally opposite on the chart or just, you know, different elements. All right, Scorpio, Venus in Scorpio. Anything Scorpio related, there's this intensity. There's this intensity to the experience. And so when you have your Venus here, you're really attracted to that intensity. That can be intense, a person that's really intense. It could be in a really intense love. It can also be this willingness to go into depth 
right away. So you're likely not someone who is attracted to small talk, right? You want to immediately have a conversation that's real conversation, that's talking life goals and fears and things that you know are a little bit deeper down, that Venus in Scorpio is willing to work with some of this intensity in order to literally transform, in order to grow as an individual and grow as a relationship. There's also a lot of intensity here in sex. And we talk about Leo in that sort of sexual, fun, playful energy. This is more intensity through um, physical connection and being able to live out the part of you that is really desireful, that wants that pleasure. That is a good thing. And so feeling safe with somebody, being able to express that part of yourself, that's also so attractive to you. Amazing Venus and Scorpios. Now, if you have Venus and Scorpio, you're likely a very good manifester. If you're working with some of these heavier things, some of these parts of ourselves that we at times might feel a little bit reserved about. If you can work with those, you can be really upfront with them and you can put out into the world, not in an an overt sort of way, but in a, you know, I am a beautiful being. I create life with my body. I'm willing to work on my shadows in order to grow and evolve. And you, that's the energy that you're putting out. You're going to attract that person, that intense person who's able to match you where you're at in your growth path. So literally it's kind of an adventure with Scorpio, Venus and Scorpio. There's so much depth there. Skip the small talk, go right to the meat. All right, Venus in Sagittarius. Sagittarius values autonomy, freedom, adventure, and and honesty. And so being able to attract someone and, and knowing that you're attracted to someone who's going to give you the ability to be autonomous, to have your own life is such a game changer, right? Somebody that potentially hovers, that wants to be with you constantly, that might not be the best fit for you. You want to experience life, literally day-to-day life through osmosis, you know, through food and experiences and people and travel. If someone there with you feels really good, awesome. That is perfect. But they don't have to be with you all the time. Having that freedom to still be yourself will be super key. And I think about this idea as it relates to like parallel play, which is kids, right? When they're young, they, they're really little. They like, they're playing, it's a play date, but they're playing right alongside each other, not necessarily playing with each other. That's going to be so helpful to a Venus and Sagittarius to know that like you can have your separate hobbies. You can have things that you love, you know, individually. And then you can also come together in order to find things that you love with each other. And so that honesty, that piece of Sagittarius that is such a gift, but sometimes can be kind of bold and sometimes almost hurtful in a way is going to be helpful here. Knowing that honesty of like, hey, I'm at my limit. I want to be alone right now. Give me that time to do something is going to be really helpful in that relationship. And, you know, being really upfront with a partner as you're out there attracting people, knowing, you know, I I value my time alone, you're going to attract more of that. And I think if you're somebody who is dating, this is going to be so helpful. If you're out experiencing life on your own, just doing things, just going to things and feeling really comfortable in that particular space so that you can attract a person who's like, yeah, that girl's like going on a date by herself. She's not on her phone. She's enjoying her food. She's having this amazing experience. Like I want to be around that. Venus in Capricorn. Now, Capricorn, themes of Capricorn writer, achievement, goals. And 
That, yes, like we all want some, I guess I shouldn't say all, but we, many of us want somebody who, you know, has their life together, who has goals, who's working towards their goals. What's a little bit different about Venus and Capricorn is that it's something that will push you as well. It gives you the ability when you see someone striving, you're attracted to someone who has goals and they work really hard and they achieve those goals you're able to do that yourself. And it brings you that magnetic energy as well. So I think about the, uh, this idea of expanders, people that show you what's possible. When you have your Venus in Capricorn, you're going to be really attracted to an expander for you. Somebody who is perhaps a coworker that like is really excelling in their work or a peer that is out there just killing it and doing all the things. Like You want to be around them. You want to see them striving and it makes you that much better. They'll really help push you as well. And it will be some extra work in order to bring that like romantic part into this relationship because it can feel almost like, like appear like a friendship at first. But when you truly see someone for who they are, how, you know, not just how hard they're working, but like who they are at a value level, you really appreciate them that much more and you want to be around them that much more. So again, you're looking out for those people, you're attracted to those people that are go-getters. And then as you get to know them and you understand like, oh my gosh, this is this person has all of this depth and all of this emotion that I get to learn and grow with, that's when it the fire, the magic really, really happens um, with Venus in Capricorn. Aquarius, Venus in Aquarius. Now, Venus in Aquarius is attracted to the free thinkers, the open-minded individuals of the world. This is exciting to see someone who is viewing the world in a completely different lens. Some might consider, you know, that person, that person that you're attracted to as sort of out there as weird or whatever it is, but you see the beauty in this person being a true individual and really listening to their inner being about how they can make the world better. And by extension of that person and the attractiveness to you, you to that person, you can make the world better together. Aquarius is really out there truly revolutionizing this planet and making Making this world better. But again, through these sort of like non-conventional ways, you see that you're attracted to those that are doing things different off the beaten path. They're open-minded. They're willing to listen to your ideas. They're willing to listen to the things that you want to talk about while also talking about the things that they want to as well. They take in lots of different information. Now, this is an air sign, right? So this is this idea of intellect, likely having really fun, perhaps like weird conversations right away out the beginning of the relationship is something that you immediately know like, yeah, this is so attractive. I'd love to be able to talk about whatever the heck I want to talk about. And we can match that energy there. There's also this idea of fluidity. And, you know, as our younger generations are showing us, fluidity amongst gender, amongst our sexual orientation is changing. And so, you know, by no means am I saying if you have Venus in Aquarius, are you, you know, exploring your sexuality? But that idea that somebody can be really open-minded to all genders to all experiences, that can be really attractive to somebody that has Venus here that says like, yeah, we're all human beings. And I love that this person is so open-minded to others and sees others for who they are and not just you know, the meat suit that they're literally wearing in this particular life. So seeking out those free thinkers, those open-minded, those fluid, open-minded people, that is the key for those Venus and Aquarius. 
Finally, Venus in Pisces. Now, Pisces, the strongest intuitive sign within the chart, Venus here, knows that love and those things that we're attracted to are going to come through intuition. They'll feel like deep, deep soul connections. Should you shy away from somebody that doesn't immediately spark that in you? No, because with time, as you get to know someone, you might experience like, oh my gosh, yes, I feel that soul connection. But there is going to be a level of intuition and you know, real spiritual connection to another person that potentially feels otherworldly, right? It feels predestined, like something that you, you know, you've known this person in a past life before. And knowing that and giving yourself the permission to open your mind to those intuitive markers, to following your intuition about what you should do, whether that be just like waking up one day and saying, like, yeah, I'm gonna go to this particular yoga class today because that's what my body's telling me. And intuitively, you're there and you meet someone and you're like, oh my gosh, that's why I was supposed to be here today. Is it always going to end in, you know, marriage? No, it doesn't have to. But knowing that there is so much intuition as it relates to what you're attracted to and listening to that and listening to those deep connections that you have with other people, especially in partnership, you're going to get closer to that version, to that person that's out there that really is meant for you, that's meant for you in whatever way, shape, or form, um, you're meant to be with them. So doing more intuitive work and understanding what it feels like in your body to listen to those intuitive hits as they come in live time is going to really bring you um, that person. Now, you're really attracted to someone who's also relatively intuitive, who's pretty spiritual, who's able to understand when you say, like, I have an intuitive hit to do this, they're not going to roll their eyes at you. They're going to be like, okay, yeah. I get that. I I have that experience too. They're likely very emotional, empathic. You love that energy and you're seeking it out as well. All right. So you have an understanding now of your Venus. You know what sign it's and you understand the general idea, the themes of your Venus and what you're attracted to, what you value. Now, as I mentioned earlier, what we can do with this information is bring that into our day-to-day existence. And this is if you are seeking out a partner or if you're not, if you are in partnership or not looking to find a partner, but having this idea of what it feels like to romanticize your life, to find beauty and joy in every day will literally magnetize whatever it is you're working towards, whatever it is that you're manifesting by outputting what more you want in, what more you value. So again, working top to bottom, Aries, because you're attracted to that challenge, seeking out opportunities of challenge on a day-to-day basis is going to be really inspiring, is going to bring a lot of value to your life. And that can be things like, tough workouts or goals that you're working in your fitness goals. That can be things like maybe trying on a new challenging recipe. If you're somebody who is like, I want to explore cooking and like learn more about this, I'm going to challenge myself in this way. It can be new hobbies, things that you know you have to figure out. For example, right now I'm trying to figure out YouTube and I'm learning and it's a challenge and it feels so good. So being able to bring a little bit of challenge in your day to day and not just going through the motions, challenging yourself, seeking out those opportunities to, you know, maybe frustrate yourself a little bit, a little Mars action in there for you Aries queens. Venus and Taurus. Now, 
this day-to-day experience is building luxurious dependables, things that you know fill up your cup that you can go to on a day-to-day basis. And that's things like you know your, your trusty, comfy robe that you grab first thing in the morning or that amazing coffee that you make that you look forward to. Those dependable things that bring you calm, that bring you literal pleasure on a day-to-day basis. Because Taurus has so much to do with the earth, you know, things like food, making beautiful food with beautiful, delicious ingredients from the earth, that's something that you can build into your daily routine and it brings a lot of value to your life. So again, those things that you look forward to, those dependable luxuries that elevate your experience and only you really know what those things are, but doing a quick scan of your day today and say like, where do I have these things in my life if I don't have them? How can I build them in so that I have the ability to look forward to those luxuries, to those dependable things that fill up my cup? Venus and Gemini, being spontaneous, day-to-day, you know, not necessarily having the same mundane things happening is going to keep you in that magnetic Venus and Gemini vibe. And, you know, many of us have jobs. We have regular schedules, and that's fine, but bringing some spontaneity in, in what you do. And human design is one of the really amazing places to look at how you might be more spontaneous in your life and following your intuition following how you receive intuitive information about what to do next. That's just one idea for for Venus and Gemini, but knowing that it does not have to be routine and that by living out your spontaneity and like having this, I don't know, like I use the word flirtatious, but like this flirtatious relationship with life about like one day I'm over here and one day I'm over here and that feels good. That's a good thing as as much as it, you know, it fills up your cup. So bringing that spontaneous nature to your day-to-day life. Venus and Cancer. One of the best things you can do is to give affirmations to yourself. And I'm a Cancer Sun, so I understand this on a deep level. And I write affirmations out to myself every single morning around, you know, where I might be feeling some lack, might be feeling some blockages. And I'll use the example of like time, even feeling like I don't have enough time. That's an area of lack for me. Using an affirmation like you have enough time to do all the things that you are meant to do today, right? Using some of the things that you fear or the things that you're worried are are taking away from your life life and affirming to yourself that you can do these things, that you are these things is so amazing for Venus and Cancer because again, Cancer is outpouring to other people and they need to receive that back. So you be the person that gives that affirmation right back. Look yourself in the mirror, write it down, journal on it in the morning. How can you affirm yourself every morning that you are doing everything that you need to be doing and that you're meant to be here and that the more that you live into this like true belief of who you are, the more that you're going to attract all those beautiful things that you're working towards. Venus in Leo. So talked about romance novels. Rom-coms are good too, but just giving yourself that like opportunity to sort of daydream, to see big love, to experience big love does feel really good for Venus in Leo. And the other thing is feeling and looking beautiful. That's something when we're talking romanticizing our day, that is very important to Venus in Leo because you want that ability to feel seen. And does that mean you do a full face of makeup every day? No way. But perhaps it's like, you know, having your go-to comfy sets that feel really beautiful for you and you can be comfortable and feel like you're shining bright within your own home. Maybe that is taking that extra time in the morning to fully get ready and put on makeup and curl your hair, even if you don't have anywhere to go. 
Venus and Leo can really bring some of that magnetic energy in. And again, output this feeling of confidence and joy so that you can attract that back as well. That big love, that big expression of, of beauty, of pleasure. Venus in Virgo. Now, one of the best things that you can do with Venus in Virgo is to create regular routines that literally help your life become more easy, easeful. And that's things, you know, really building routines and structures into your life so that you don't have that mental load all the time and you can focus on things that feel really joyful. By setting up simple routines, things that, again, you know you can depend on that make your life easier, you're able to be more present in the moment. Virgo does really love to get into the details and sometimes overthink things. And by allowing yourselves to have these routines, these setup, these things that you know are already taken care of, essentially – gives yourself that freedom, again, to just be a little bit more present in the moment. And some examples of this are things like, you know, having your groceries or like your basic house supplies on like a regular auto ship where you just like have it ready to go. Those lists are done. You know you've done it. Um, having a specific set time when you do certain things within your house, right? Like you clean your house once a week from this time to this time and like that's your dependable and it and it keeps you on a regular routine so that, again, you can – Think about like, okay, I, I did this or I know I do that this at this time. Right now, I can do something for myself. I can give myself more opportunities to be present, to be literally unproductive, right? Virgo is so much about being productive and like getting all the things done. Building in those routines, and it is a little bit of work up front in order to do this by building that in first so that your life is more easeful, more present, is going to output so much of that energy of like, Again, you know, this is important to you. Having things be organized, having your life feel organized is important. And that energy is going to come back in whatever way, shape, or form you are manifesting it. Venus in Libra. Now, when you see these beautiful romanticized videos on Instagram, people that are like, you know, lighting the candles and they're building all these like beautiful structures into their life, these, these rituals that look so stunning. Great. This is for you, Venus and Libra. Like you are about that life. It's beauty. It's aesthetic. You know, it's taking time to have the sense and the lighting right in your house. It's the opportunities to like, you know, your desk setup feels really good, looks really good. This is going to be so helpful into bringing harmony and balance to your life. It, because it's something that you really value, right? Is that aesthetic, that beauty that we see in our day-to-day -day basis. And so taking a little bit of extra time to make an experience be that much more luxurious, that much more aesthetically pleasing, speaking to all of the senses on the daily basis, that's going to bring you so much magnetism, so much of that energy, again, putting out into the world like, hey, I value this. This is important to me. Like a beautiful outfit, soft colors, you know, beautiful music in the background, all of these things. I use the word beautiful like a million times, but it's so key and so important to building this life of beauty and pleasure that you understand so, so well as a Venus in Libra. Venus in Scorpio. Now, we talked intensity. We talked passion here. And finding something that you're passionate about and spending some significant time here, Venus in Scorpio, is something that will help you understand a healthy relationship with passion with intensity, right? 
we can really find something that we love and we want to work on Venus and Scorpio, but getting too intense is something that you'll want to understand, right? I have this hobby, this thing that I love, or I'm working on this goal for work and it's so amazing and I, I know I'm going to get there and I'm going to work really hard, but like, am I becoming too focused on this? Can I pull myself back? That healthy relationship with intensity, finding something that you can be really, really passionate about as it works into your everyday life, that is the vibe, Scorpio. And there is, you know, there's some shadow work as a part of this. Sorry, Scorpios, if you have any of this in your chart, like shadow work is something that just comes with the territory, is being able to face some of the things that are tough. So when you do bump up against that intensity, potentially obsessiveness that you're experiencing with something that you're working towards, know when to pull yourself back. Know what brings you some grounding. Know what brings you emotional release so that you can just kind of let it go, potentially just like a bath, a relaxation opportunity, a few big breaths, some yoga, whatever it is is, pull yourself back, but still leaning into your passions, still being able to be intense so that you can work towards something that you believe is really important. And where this will come in so handy too with relationships and with what you're attracting is like you knowing what your limits are, knowing that like intensity is good until it's too far. How can you rein yourself in? How can you bring yourself back into that that harmony that is so key in relationships and in our day-to-day basis? Venus and Sag, getting out, experiencing the world. This is it, man. This is the vibe. Going out and doing solo travel if you can. Being out in your community and literally experiencing things. Taking yourself, like I used that example before, taking yourself on a date. Taking time to like literally experience your food and like talk to the waiter about what the the best dish is on the plate or going to a museum and just like taking time to literally osmosis to absorb all of the things that that particular experience has to offer you. You are a deep, deep well of knowledge and experiencing life um, with that freedom, with that autonomy is so magnetic. And so people see that and they they feel that, that traction as you put that out into the world, like that person that's going to be attracted to you, you attracted to someone who understands that autonomy, literally go and do it now, right? Experience the life as if There was literally nothing holding you back. How can you experience those adventures? And, you know, we do have financial um, things that – budgets that are going to prevent us from just, like, going and traveling the world. So maybe it's things like reading about far-off places or, um, you know, doing some – I even, like, think of, like, meditation, like, going off to far-off places in meditation. That's so key in that freedom, that adventure that Venus and Sag really values. Venus and Capricorn – Now, we talked goals, we talked the goal getters, and we're attracted to that energy. And it's also working towards your own goals as well and understanding that like, you know, I I have career goals or I have things that I'm working on and being really committed to it with the one caveat that you're also having fun, right? When you have Capricorn as a strong placement in your chart, there's definitely going to be a drive to succeed. And that's great. That's amazing. And where it gets complicated and what we try to avoid with Capricorn in any of these signs is that you're working so hard, you're not even enjoying it. So for someone that has Venus here, Venus and Capricorn, it's this ability to work towards your goals and go after those achievements and those successes and those things that you've always dreamed of. But making sure that you're having fun in the process, that you're celebrating, that you're giving yourself the opportunity to say, like, I did it. Hey, look at me. I am literally doing all of these things. Because, again, what is life if you achieve, if you're not experiencing that joy when you do it, when you have met your goals? Um, And when you see or someone sees you celebrating yourself, 
that's so attractive. That's so much magnetism for someone else who is also working towards their goals, who's also really, um, you know, seeing their vision for life and is going to help be that partner, that catalyst for you as well as you are working on your own life, your own goals, your own visions. Venus in Aquarius. Getting really clear on what personally interests you, what you find to be intellectually stimulating, what you are curious about, what you're learning about, this is air, we're understanding that intellect, is something that will really help as you are becoming more magnetic, as you're magnetizing people and relationships and experiences that you want understanding, you know, what is it that I want to talk about? If I were to go right to a conversation with a brand new person, like, and I could talk about literally anything, what would I talk about? What is it that like, I don't feel any reservations about. It's like who I am at my core. So exploring your interests, learning endlessly, taking classes, reading, literally absorbing all of this information in order to understand like, this is where I'm passionate. Like, this is what I love about life. And I want to talk with someone else about this and like have a really open, my open-minded, really beautiful conversation about this particular topic because it's what interests me. And, you know, it can change. It's okay if like one day it's this and the next day it's something else. As you figure out who and what interests you, you can learn more and more about that and then maybe switch it up, right? This is about being able to be curious and shift with your interests as they change within your life, taking that time to invest in like, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to learn about? And then finally, Venus and Pisces. We talked about intuition and really understanding what intuition feels like for you. And I think one of the best places to do this studying is through human design. Uh, refer you back to episode 189 with the De Luna girls where we talk about this, about how you can listen to those intuitive markers and how they show up for all of the different types, the different human design types. So once you understand that, you can say like, I'm getting this intuitive hit to do this or my emotions are coming through fast and furious first, but I know I need to wait a little bit in order to listen to what my true intuition is to take the next step. And when you have that, you've done that study of intuition, you can follow what your your higher self, your deeper being is telling you to do on a day-to-day basis. I think this is something that everyone should do, but it will come a little bit more natural to Venus and Pisces because you have these intuitive markers, because you have these connections to things that truly we can't see, to the magic of our inner being. And so studying that and knowing, like, how does my intuition, how do those pings come in? How do they tell me about what I'm supposed to be doing? doing um, literally on a day-to-day basis, bring me closer to my goals, closer to my partners that I'm manifesting, to the relationships and the experiences that I want to have. Knowing what that feels like, knowing how you experience it is a self-study and it's something that's going to completely change your life. So human design, check out episode 189. We've done a couple episodes on human design and it's going to be totally life-changing as you start to work with us a little bit more. So I hope all of this was helpful, lots and lots of information, and, you know, take it or leave it. Obviously, astrology is really personalized, and it gives you the ability to try some things. If you are manifesting right now, if you're out there seeking a partner or you're seeking an experience or just something in life, doesn't matter what it is, spend some time with your Venus and understand what it is that you value so that you can have more of that in your life. You can set it up in your day-to-day basis, and you can match that energy as you're bringing it back. You're outputting what you want to bring back in. 
Thank you so much for being here, my friends. I'm Ashley. Again, I'm so grateful to have you as a part of the Yoga Magic community. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you want to get more, that you hit subscribe. Maybe share it with a friend, somebody who's like just exploring their Venus sign or they're manifesting a partner or they're trying to romanticize their life. Send it their way and make sure you follow us along on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. I'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.